Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. edition of the Pajama Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. Woo, what it do? How you doing tonight, Papa Didi? I know that's right. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Well, as we say in Paris, bon, bon. How you doing, kettle? Oh, everything's everything. I can't complain. Gorgeous day earlier, but now it's, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's hard to keep up. I understand. It is. Mm-hmm. What a day. What a week. Ooh-wee. My goodness. All right, Papa Didi, you going to get us started? Yeah. All right, let's get it started in here. What you got for? You know, um, let's talk about the internet for a minute. Okay. How about that? Come on, what you got? Let's talk about the media, and let's talk about the overzealousness. How about that? Put all that together, and what you got? Overzealous media. Overzealous media. The internet, you know. What you got? Mm. Well, what you got? You got people that's too damn concerned about everything that goes on in the world. A lot of stuff ain't nothing they business, and a lot of stuff that they shouldn't even be talked about. You know, and everybody is wondering why things are happening with this and that. When people should just, like, be cool and first be concerned about your own life. And i give you an example. Okay, now, this is what we're going to take around the table for a second. Michael Strahan, right? Now, remember when he was off of uh, the program for a minute? Mm-hmm. Off of Good Morning America? And everybody was tripping, right? Where's Michael Strahan? Oh, he hadn't been here in a week. He hadn't been here in a week. All this stuff gets stewed up, just like like uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. I heard it to the grapevine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here's to the grapevine, and Michael Strahan's not there. Oh, oh, where's Michael Strahan? Where's Michael Strahan? Oh, my God. We haven't seen him in three weeks. Nobody's talking about where he's at. And then the, the second situation we had was uh, Lloyd Austin. Is that his name? The yeah. Secretary of Defense. The big mm-hmm. black brother, you know, the beautiful man that uh, runs the Defense Department. You know, he's the Secretary of Defense. He's, one, he's in, you know, Biden's cabinet. Now, for one, he nobody heard from him in a minute. I'm sure he talked to people he had to talk to in order to get away. But you ain't got to go blab out on no loud damn speaker every time you step away for whatever reason. Okay? Now, I'm saying all that to say this. Now, a few couple months later, 
we come to find out that uh, Michael Strahan's daughter has a medical condition, a serious medical. I'm not going to speak on what it is. You got to read up on it. I'm not going to put her business over the air. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, she had a serious medical condition that now she's on TV talking about it. But I'm sure that when it first reared its ugly head, it wasn't nothing to be talked about to the goddamn public. Okay. Some stuff that goes on in your life, you want to keep it close to your vest, to your family and close friends and things like that, if you want to share at all, especially when a health situation is at a real ripe-ass stage, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the brother Austin, they claim he disappeared. Oh, where is the secretary? When he did, the guy even said today, yeah, well, before the situation broke out over there, when they were doing it, the, yeah, right before uh, Secretary Austin disappeared, I'm like, damn, what kind of fucking smart-ass remark is that, you little rookie-ass uh, news person doing TV on live TV, streaming? He ain't even on national shit. He's streaming. You know what I mean? So he's just a little secondary joker when, when Gail King is on fucking vacation or something. Anyway, so yeah, when he disappeared. Now, come to find out a couple weeks later, he had another very serious mental condition. I won't speak on it either. Pull it up, find out what it is. So Michael Strahan left for a minute, the Secretary of Defense left for a minute, and all these media buses are like, oh, where is he? Where are they? Well, where the fuck are you? What's going on in your life? What's happening with you, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother? Shit going on with you in your life, your finances, your social life, your whatever. You ain't putting your business out there. You're reporting news, but ain't nobody saying nothing about what's happening with you. But you'll get on TV and say, well, we haven't heard from the executive event. Michael Strahan hasn't been on Good Morning America. And both of them witnessed very serious medical situations in their life. Mm-hmm. So going back to the media, going back to the Internet, and just going back to people, period, mind your damn business. What do you think about all that, everyone? I agree. I think, you know, that happens all the time. Online, on I mean, uh, on TV shows like... Uh, What's the brother that does the weather on NBC? Uh, it's been there forever. Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Al Roker. Al Roker. Mm-hmm. When Al Roker mm-hmm. disappeared for a while, mm-hmm. folk were tripping. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where is Al Roker? I folk were him. speculating about, oh, it must be a health thing. It must be this. Yeah. Like yeah. It's like, why don't y'all calm down? If they want to tell you, they will tell you. Right. But all of the speculation stuff, I agree. Mind your daggone business. I swear. Mind your business. That's all I'm going to say. I agree with you. <laughs> what you think, uh, Kevin? <laughs> well, that's not like a t-shirt. Mind your damn business. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it's unfortunate that when people are out in the limelight that your your business has to be exposed or is exposed or people want to know Um that's how, look, Keeping Up with the Kardashians was created because people wanted to know what they already been doing 24 hours. You know, now you know um, they've been moved to network to network, but they still own. So people want to know. And sometimes it's out of concern. My thing is, if I'm used to seeing, like, because I watch Fox 5 all the time, and if I'm used to seeing a certain person on there and I don't see them, I'm concerned about their welfare. I'm not just being nosy. I'm just I'm just used to seeing that person there. And to me, I I trust them as far as 
either presenting the news or whatever they're presenting, I trust them, um, and that's what I want to see. So I think some of it could be just out of concern. I mean, it doesn't always have to be, you know, people being nosy, but um, I just, I just, like I said, again, I just don't like the fact that when people in the line like those do have to, um, you know, it kind of expose what they're doing. If not, people are just going to speculate and put the wrong thing out there. So it's like you have to get ahead of uh, people speculating. So I think that's why a lot of entertainers, they do that. So, you know, just look what happened to Jamie Foxx thing. We really, we still don't know why he was hospitalized. And who knows? He may take it to his grave. Who knows? But at this point, I, I don't care. I mean, it's just good to see him back, you know. But, uh, you know. Yeah. That's, that's a good example, a, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, but he, but he had, that, but, but doesn't he, but doesn't he on? have that right to to keep it to himself? I you know, agree, I mean, but when you're in, when you're in the public eye, I don't think those those rights are, 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 are the same. You know, I'm not saying uh, it should be that way, that but it just seems like they're they're not. I don't agree with that because I I just feel like, you know, I just feel like my right testicle belongs to me. You know. And if I don't okay. want to talk about it, I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. And, and it's just, well, if you were you know, Jamie Foxx, they would want to know. Or Kevin Kevin Hart, they would want to know. We had, yeah, but, but the question is, so but the question is, the, to know for what reason, what satisfaction does it give you to, because sometimes, I'm, I'm, yeah, I understand what you're saying on concern. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But some people just take it to the extreme where they, the people that are reporting it or using it for their particular ratings, because sometimes every mm-hmm. time uh, Whoopi Goldberg speaks her mind on the View, mm-hmm. I hear, "Oh, mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg said blah blah blah," and then when I hear what she said, I'm like, "Well, what the fuck was so vicious about that?" Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. she said something that has something to do with something that was going on that she didn't agree with, they like, "Oh, well, they they don't say what she said; they just make a hype about it." And they make you run, you know, click the clicker to find out what was said. Mm-hmm. But then she just saying stuff that any person would say where something hits a chord with you. You know, you. And it's usually something that makes perfectly good sense. It's exactly. And it's, people it's, lose their mind. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But I, I, I agree mm-hmm. to a point what you're saying, Kettle. Mm-hmm. When you're in the public mm-hmm. eye, you know, people mm-hmm. want to know. But I also feel mm-hmm. like. The public eye shouldn't go all the way up your innards. If you don't want to share all of that, you you yeah. have the right because you're still a person. You're not uh-huh. just a commodity. You're a person. So you should have the right. You know, if you're going through some stuff and you don't want the public to know, you should have the right to yeah. say, respect my privacy at this time. I'm dealing with some stuff. Back off. Right. Mm-hmm. That seems to fire them up even more because then you got TMZ that's going to be going through your <laughs> trash cans trying to find out well, what's going on. Are you on medication? Yeah, Let's look in the trash and find the pill bottles <laughs> and see if we can get the, get the detail. I mean, it's crazy yeah. out there. Yeah, and you know what, yeah. too, and in, in some respects, though, when it comes to people of color and, and black people, period, Sometimes we can almost assume, you know, what's going on with somebody. You know, if we, like, for example, like a Luther Vandross losing weight and gaining weight and things like that. You know what I mean? Things like that. Because, you know, there's something very prominent among our race that has to do with, uh, 
you know, diabetes and high blood pressure and hypertension and, and things like that. Some of that stuff just lives in our wheelhouse. And just because you're a star, you're not immune to that stuff at all, you know? That's true. Not at all. And, and when you have a relapse based on a diabetes raising or your blood pressure situation, you went into the defunct situation or whatever, sometimes people just don't want to speak on it. They want you to know them for who they are, and when they come back, just honor the fact that they're back. But for them to sit back... And I think people get pissed off because the person does not explain to them verbatim, like, why the hell they were out. You know, it's like, damn, we don't need to, okay, she was out, you're back, you better, yeah, I'm better now, I went through a rough time. Okay, cool. But people just be, what was wrong? What was wrong? What was actually wrong? Tell us what was going on with you. I mean, if we don't tell them, be like, oh, fucking Jamie Foxx didn't say shit, the motherfucker, God damn it, God damn it, we'll keep to himself. You know, I just, I don't know. But sometimes people, uh, I'm going to give one particular example. I guess we can move on. Uh, I think we do have a caller, but I do want to say this. On the um, Chadwick Boseman, he kept his quiet up until the very end. No doubt. And I think he did that because he wanted to continue to work. He didn't want to get either fired or uh, he didn't want people to look at him differently. Um, be right, be tight in, in that situation. Right. Yeah. But those his yeah. inner circle, those people that knew, they weren't going to say anything. They would trust the people that he trusted, and they didn't say anything. But you could tell, if you go back, you could see his losing weight and everything. Um, yeah. You know, you think yeah. he might be doing it for a role or something like that. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, once it came out and it shocked the world, everybody was like, wow, yeah. But he had his reasons. and. And I but you know, absolutely. Yeah, but you know what, though, just like him and the uh, the secretary, uh, Austin. secretary Austin, between Austin and that was a good example used with Chadwick. Them two brothers both had very serious ailments. Okay, one is one is you know anybody could get that particular situation that Chadwick had, but. Um, Secretary Austin was exclusively to men. And sometimes them things, you don't want to speak on them because it's, it's so personal. You know what I mean? It's personal as hell. And you're like, all right, well, I know I I'm the secretary this year. But damn, mm-hmm. if I got a situation where my, you know, my groin is all, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. shoot, I, I ain't speaking on it because, you know, my job oh, hurt like a motherfucker up in here, you know. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a man thing. I, I got, it. I agree. Yeah, that was I'm gonna get more. In, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm gonna get more into it because that's my topic for tonight. But uh, yeah, okay, yeah, made a good I got point. You. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So um, I'm gonna get down with the rough with the with the uh, rundown. Yeah, get down with the rundown. Sure. Papa D D said. Get down with the All rundown. All right, Joe. Okay. Turn it over All to right. you. What you um, got? It's a good segue. Um, I'll end focus tonight. The Pentagon, the Pentagon to review Defense Secretary Austin's to failure to disclose his hospitalization. Also, um, 215 15 bodies found in unmarked graves behind Yale and Jackson, Mississippi. And the FAA is auditing Boeing 737 MAX 9 production. Our cocktail of the week tonight. I got a pretty good one tonight. Uh, what's popping with Papa Didi, of course. Um, of course, we're delighted up with our weird news. Strays land in doghouse after damaging dealer's car. Really? 
Okay. So also, a man claimed to be uh, selling the um, Queen Elizabeth uh, cane. Uh, I think he was trying to sell on eBay. Also, Alabama man shocked shoppers with X-rated sponge. Also, I'm just saying with red wine, why are you all up in his business? Living for the city with Papa Didi. Hollywood wrap-up with Keto Fade. Kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called The Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on ours or your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at Party and use hashtag Kiss It, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. But this DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to the John Party One. It was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's now time for In Focus. And Kettle, we're going to you first. Well, okay. what are we focusing on tonight? Yeah, like I said, that was a good segue um, into the um, Pentagon internal investigation um, on the. Uh, they're going to um, review the secrecy surrounding Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization and why the Defense Department waited days to inform the White House that he um, had transferred uh, authority to his deputy. Okay, I guess that's important. Uh, Austin, he is 70, is still in the hospital being treated for complications from prostate cancer surgery. His failure mm-hmm. to disclose his um, hospitalization um, has been sharply criticized by members of both political parties and has led to some calls for his resignation, really. Um, while the idea that the um, civilian head of the U.S. Uh, military could step away from uh, responsibility unnoticed continues to generate questions. So at the White House um, on Thursday, the National Secretary Council spokesman uh, John Kirby said there were limits to how closely the government could track the um, whereabouts of officials, even those like Austin. Uh, He said the White House uh, Situation Room inquires about the location of cabinet secretaries and whether they are in the um, capital region. Okay. So, um, sounds like they're trying to keep a close eye on who's working and who's not. Um, Because we check in every day and we know where they are. Uh, We're not going to plant a microchip (laughs) in their necks like a poodle, okay? okay? Okay. But he's being scrutinized for not saying anything earlier. So, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? Like, like Papa D said earlier, I mean, it's a personal thing for men, so I Hell guess he yeah. doesn't want to say too much. But I guess the too. position, my thing is the position that he is in, 
you are giving authority of your job. Apparently, his job is very important, and you passing off to your deputy. So, you know, I don't know. Right. Apples and oranges. What y'all think? What y'all think? So. Well, first of all, in the job market, when you first put in for a job as a, as a manager, or upper manager, for example, the first thing you want to know is who you answer to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. when you find out who you answer to. That's really all you give a fuck about, in all honesty. You know, it may not be that brutal. Don't get me wrong, but if you're an upper mm-hmm. manager, if, let's say you're a CFO, and you're up there with a COO and a CEO and all the, you know, the do re mi mi o o o jokers, that's who you. That's the level you on. You on the seventh floor, so you report to everybody on the seventh floor plus the vice president. Who you report to? Oh, you report to the vice president and the president. The CEO, the vice president, and the president. That's the three people you're responsible for. Not the thousands of people in that company underneath you. They, that's not who you call out sick with. And I think Secretary Austin is in that particular situation. When you got the word secretary before your name, that means you're in the cabinet. Just like a secretary mm-hmm. of defense, the secretary of commerce, secretary of anything. So who do you report to? You report to the president. Now, if he didn't mm-hmm. tell the president... Sure, that's another story. Maybe you should have spoke to to Biden, but maybe Biden knew and Biden didn't want to put his his prostate in the street like that. But he told the 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 young the female who was his uh, deputy what he was doing. Now he may not even want to tell the, the deputy that he had to get a prostate exam because a prostate is very personal. Believe me, okay, that mm-hmm. is personal as hell when it comes to a man. It's almost like mm-hmm. I guess you compare it to. Fallopians and all the rest of that stuff that's all up inside yeah, you. You all up in somebody's mm. innards. That's right. And so mm. he told the deputy, and the deputy didn't share it because he probably said, "Don't share it." How many people walk yeah. around with cancer they don't want to talk about? Keep it on the low. You know, and this, and 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 on top of everything they got to do with this situation, let's not forget that he's a black man. Okay. So therefore, all bets is off when it comes to respect. Anything like that, you know, all the white senators and congressmen, yeah, you put a job. Okay, well, call me, Mr. White Senator, when your fucking prostate blows up or you get cancer up in your shit. And then we can sit back and talk that we both are going through the same rehab situation or the same, we in the same, uh, you know, support group, you know. So I'll add to this. I will say this. When an animal in the jungle is injured, he becomes a target. And I'm going to leave it at that. So when you don't want to okay. notify somebody that you're injured or something's going on with you, you don't want to make mm-hmm. yourself a target. You don't want to show weakness. Mm-hmm. Animals well, know that. that. So that's that's all I'm saying. Mm, they're kind of over my head, but I'm stupid. Well, I'm talking about I, animals, you know. I'm, well, I'm, I'm just going to make you know one comment and leave but with, just like what you said, Papa, when you're in a certain position, you have uh, uh, people you have to answer to. That so you answer to, right. protocol, because of where he is, he should have made the, those protocol calls. They said the president didn't, didn't know until January the 4th, and uh, he didn't tell his, his diagnosis until Tuesday. So if he is over him, he should have known first. He should have said, hey, look, this is what's going on with me. This is why I'm going to be out, yada, 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 and um, go from there. But um, 
I don't know, maybe they feel like he didn't do the proper protocol because of the position that he's in, um, if that's the case. But why do all this investigation? The man then told you what the deal is, let's move on, okay? Exactly. Yeah, and, I agree. And, and, and calling for his job and all that. Yeah, they go going uh, crazy. Yeah, and 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 it goes back to what you just said, uh, Red Wine. You know, because he's a black man, he's in this position. Um, now they're probably going to talk about. Well, he could have been sick before he got the job. <laughs> Come on, now. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. It's deep, ain't it? I mean, don't we can that. speculate from here to infinity yeah. about that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they going crazy with yeah. it now. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, you know what? That that was mm-hmm. my topic for I'm Just Saying, or is my topic. So I'm going to beat mm-hmm. that one some more when we get to I'm Just Saying. But okay. all right, we keep it moving. Yeah, because right. it's been, on, it's been on, every, on all of our minds. But okay, mm-hmm. we're going to keep it moving because I got another one out of Mississippi. I don't all know right. if you guys have been following this story. But 215 bodies were found in unmarked graves behind a jail in Jackson, Mississippi. Here we go again. A horrifying situation is unfolding in Jackson, Mississippi, where 215 bodies were recently discovered in unmarked graves behind a state jail. State jail. So that means the state of Mississippi is responsible for this situation. Now, the families of the people that were buried uh, in what they call a pauper's field is right behind the Hines County Penal Farm, where never informed were never informed of the deaths of their loved ones, let alone given the chance to even retrieve the bodies so that they could pay their respects and bury people in a respectful way. So the extent and scope of the travesty and utter disregard for human life is still largely being kept under wraps. However, what has been reported thus far is chilling. Now, these grave sites of the victims were identifiable only by a number and a metal rod. That's how disrespectful this whole situation was, a number and a metal rod. Now, the bodies were not even embalmed, they were not put in coffins, and they were not properly buried. They literally were put in shallow graves. The the graves were dug by the inmates in the in the jails and likely carried out by the same inmates. So this is the kind of disrespect that they're doing or have done down there in Jackson, Mississippi. Now there's one activist it goes by the name of Arthur Silky Slim Reed, who recently has been very outspoken on these events. He described a morbid scene at the burial ground when he visited this pauper's grave, or I guess it's a cemetery now. He reported that buzzards were flying overhead, attracted to the disturbing stench that emanates from the improper burials because they were shallow graves. Because like I just said, there's no coffins, no embalming. They literally put bodies in the dirt, in a shallow grave, marked with a number and a steel And how long ago was this? This was recently discovered. 215 bodies buried behind a jail in Jackson, Mississippi. Hmm. 
whoever is responsible for this needs to just go straight to hell at this point. But so they said the shocking uh, revelation was unearthed only due to the persistence of a woman named Better Better Betterston Wade, who spent seven months trying to find her son Dexter Wade, who suddenly went missing in March of 2023. She didn't get the truth about her son's death until October of 2023. Hmm. Now, the police department let her son's body remain unclaimed for months in the county morgue. So when she couldn't get any help from the authorities, she reached out to social media saying, please help me find my son. She couldn't find where her son was. He was just missing. And it was two months more before she tracked down her son's body buried in that pauper's field. So since that initial revelation, several more horrible stories have come to light over bodies buried out there in the Hines County Penal Farm. Uh, There's been more than two dozen victims from just in a single year that people's families have found out were buried back in that pauper's um, grave. And predictably, there appears to be very little effort from the establishment to really carry out a, a formal investigation and get the critical details, and they're keeping it from the public. So unless you're like this woman who tracked down her son, the truth is just not coming out. You got 215 bodies in shallow graves. She just happened to track down her son as one of them. But that's 214 left that are unclaimed and basically unidentified. They said many of the victims were well known to the police as having spent time behind bars before. And many of these victims are all considered to be working class poor or working class and poor. So that tells you right there, these are people that basically are considered as discarded people. But what kind of bull crap is this? You had the inmates to bury these bodies in shallow graves behind the jail? How did all these people die? I was just going to say, who are those people? They don't know? These are apparently inmates. Wow. Okay. And they're just buried behind this jail. This is crazy. Wow. This is some craziness. But it's not unexpected, unfortunately, for freaking Jackson, Mississippi. Down in the Mm. south, this kind of stuff still goes on. You would think that this should have been a story from 1945 or 19, maybe 1955, but this is, I mean, 2023. Why is this bullcrap still going on? This woman's son ended up, they found out that he got hit by a car and they knew who he was. The police knew who he was because he had identification on him. But they failed to notify his mother to let her know that her son was hit and killed by a car. So his body just laid in the morgue. So that means nobody followed up. Nobody thought enough to say, well, let's track down who's his next kin and notify. Disregard of oh. life, disregard of people. Sound like some shady stuff going on. That's what it sounds like to me. 
you're not notified next to Ken, or you just, just you can't be that lazy. That's just crazy. Exactly. Like I said, a disregard of life, disregard of people. They look at some of these black folks and say, well, don't nobody care. We don't care. So we're not going to take the effort. This is ridiculous. Uh, Are the majority of the people that died or buried there, are they African-American or you don't know? We don't know that. But they do know that these people are predominantly either working class meaning low-income people, poor people, that's how much they do know. So basically, poor folks. I, I tell you, Jackson, so, Mississippi. So where does it go from here? Where does, where does the, you know, where does the investigation go from here? Are they going to um, do any more? I don't know. The only reason why some of this is coming to light now is because people like uh, Ms. Betterson who tracked down trying to find out what happened to her son. It took her, mm-hmm. what, about six, seven months to find out where was her missing son, and then all of this and then another advocate who's been uncovering this stuff. So I don't know. I'm sure this investigation will continue, but that's where it is currently. Wow. This is sick. Sick, sick, sick. Yeah, it is, yeah. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right, what you got for us, Papa What's your end focus? Well, you know, one more thing on that. You know, you think of places like Jackson, Mississippi, and Flint, Michigan, and all them places, they're so underserved. You know, they've been underserved for so long, and people just don't care. It's just so, you know, everything is just, it's so interesting. I I always say that uh, I think one of the main reasons that, Martha V. King, whose birthday is coming up Monday, his actual birthday this time, the holiday actually fell on January 15th, was a beautiful thing. We can celebrate his birthday for real, for real that day. Um, I think the biggest reason that Martha V. King was assassinated because he had the ability to uh, persuade people to boycott. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the, the the straw that broke the camel's back as far as his life was concerned. Because once they did the the, the, the bus boycott and things like that, a lot of these white businesses suffered, you know. And that's when white folks said, this nigga got too much power, you know. Because right now you couldn't, get, you couldn't get three black folks to agree on nothing today. I mean, if even somebody brought a bad fucking breast chicken from Popeye's, there'd be another black person by him, by, behind them to buy the breast, the joke could be outside saying the chicken's poison in there. There'll be another joke going there to buy some chicken, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm making jokes with that, mm-hmm. but that's the reality that we've come to where we can't agree on nothing, nor do we unify to do anything, and everybody thinks they got something going on better than somebody else based on your life, your income, your status, your wave as an entertainer, or whatever you think you may be. But deep down inside, we all just black people. And we ain't got no, we, you know, we we're, what we are is rich to the Lord, okay? We may be poor to society and be looked down down on, on white folks, but we got to remember we're rich to the Lord. And as long as you keep the frame of your mind and you're rich to the Lord, you will always be in a situation where you will care about yourself as opposed to putting yourself in a position to compromise yourself. And I just want to put that out there. But anyway, right. let's uh, go into this next story, uh, talking about the FAA. Shutting down those Boeing 737 uh, Max 9s. Mm. And that's from two different airlines, Alaskan Airlines and United Airlines. 
because of a plug door. Now, me having experience with the railroad, the railroad has plug doors also. Most of the plug doors on trains, especially long-distance trains, are connected to the cafe car, where they go inside of a small door to keep them from going through the through the train, if you got some supplies for the cafe car or for the diner car. Diner cars, cafe cars have plug doors on it, so if you want to give them, put food in there for the trip, you ain't got to walk through the train with the merchandise. And I'm sure they probably use the plug door on the plane for the same reason, uh, either to do whatever. I think they said that was where the seats go when they put other seats in. Mm-hmm. They bring the seats through that door and all that jazz. But the doors on the trains go down with a clamp where it just clunk, clunk. But they got to remember, too, on the, on the plane, the plane goes off, takes off and lands and the vibration and all that. So I must, bolts and stuff must have got loose on things and all that jazz. But the, 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 the beautiful thing about all that is that nobody was hurt. And if anything opens up like that mid-flight, that could be trouble. But the plane just happened to be on the level where it was low enough where it, you know, scared the hell out of people and ripped people's clothes off and all that, and nobody got blown out the window or anything like that. That's the most beautiful thing out of all the situation. But the Federal Aviation Administration said it would all the, all the uh, Boeing 737 MAX 9 production line and all the suppliers to focus on quality control. The, the announcement, which the FAA called a uh, – a significant action needs to take place on these planes based on what I just said, flight number 1282, when the plug door, it uh, blew off out of the plane down to somebody's backyard and all that jazz. So the auto would also access safety risks around, uh, you know, negligence and things of that nature. You know, they want to just oversee it and make that part of the maintenance program because the door probably wasn't even on the list of things to do prior to takeoff. And after a while, when stuff is not on the on the checklist to check off, it'll, it'll get undone, you know? It's like one of the things people don't do in their cars is put um, windshield wiper fluid in your uh, thing. You know, people think about oil, transmission fluid, things like that. But windshield wiper fluid, when that runs out, especially if it's snowing out, use the hell out of that stuff when it's snowing, you know, mm. when you get the sleet and everything on your windows. So it's just one of those things that was an oversight as far as being checked on. But... Um, they're trying their best to get uh, – they had to cancel, like, over 150 – 110 to 150 flights, you know, wow. back and forth to different places. Because United and Alaska Airlines, those are traveling-ass planes. Okay, them, them two companies. That's a lot of cancellations. Yeah, it, it's serious. So. Hmm. so the CEO said he acknowledged the company made a mistake by not adding that to the checklist, and uh, they, they welcomed the audit from the uh, FAA and uh, – any fines or anything that's going to be imposed, they won't, you know, dispute it and all that jazz. So let's hope that uh, all this stuff gets back in perspective. You know, some of the passengers are filing a class action lawsuit. Yeah, I don't blame them. If I survived it, I would too. Yeah. I don't know how much they're going for, but there is a class action lawsuit in the mix. Mm-hmm. I agree, because that was crazy. You know, you see your life flashing before your eyes mm-hmm. when that happens. Yeah, that's a mental mental lawsuit. Oh, he didn't get hurt. Yeah, but it scared the bejesus out of my ass. Absolutely. I'd be traumatized for life, I think, after that. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, uh, let's see. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. 
I know she got a good one for us, so stay right there. We'll be right back. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's popping is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof. Because as War said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to a John Party. One of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Bonsoir, darling. It's now time for Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, 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 week. Well, thank you. That's the sound effect. I get double intro. Thank you. Um, this, this is for you tonight, Red Wine. I have a Ooh, sparkling red wine sangria. Hmm. Oh, okay. uh, sangria, as we know, is a Spanish drink of of uh, wine mixed with spices, uh, cut fruit and uh, fruit juice, cherry or brandy. Um, it's best to mix this and let it sit for about an hour or so, and let it marinate, and uh, uh, that will be um, the red wine sangria. Um, one bottle of your favorite uh, red wine, um, you know, yours is a apocalypse now or apocalypse. Um, one yes. cup of sugar, a half a, yes, a half a cup of orange liqueur, of course, half a cup of brandy, um, three cups of lemon lime soda, papa, uh, one slice of fresh strawberry, I'm sorry, one cup of sliced fresh strawberries, one cup of fresh um, blueberries, one cup of fresh raspberries, and one large navel orange slice. Okay, so in a pitcher, we're going to stir the red wine, orange, uh, the orange liqueur, and brandy until the sugar dissolves. Stir in soda, berries, and orange. Chill until ready to serve. And that is your sparkling red wine sangria. Woo! That sounds good. Yeah. Yes, yes. You going to make yes. some for the uh, Super Bowl party, uh, Red Wine? Yes, I think so. That sounds good. I'm going to have to copy that recipe. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll get it off of our website at apajamaparty.com, and that is the sparkling red wine sangria. That's a good idea, Kettle. That's perfect for Super Bowl well, we're not at the Super Bowl yet. It's the, uh, what is it right now, Papa Didi? Wildcard Weekend. Wildcard. Wildcard oh, okay. Wild Weekend and then the playoffs. Champions it's Playoffs. It's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything leading up to and including the Super Bowl. I'm down for it. Let's do it. Okay. I like that. Okay. I like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you again, Carol, for that. And uh, let's see. It's time for Papa Didi. And uh, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? What you got, Papa Didi? You know, 
like Kel said earlier, that was a great segue because I'm going to talk about the playoffs. Okay, there How you about go. about that? You got your lead in. How about that? Now, you got a pencil and paper? I'll give you a second. Let me know when you're ready. Ready. Come on with me. Ready? <laughs> All right. We're going to break it down. This is a good weekend for football. All right, let's get ready for it. Now, this is called Wild Card Weekend. Let me tell you how it works, okay? Now, the teams are broken down from 1 to 7 in each division. You got the NFC and the AFC. Everybody goes into the playoffs, gets a number beside their name because that's where they fall. And the way they play in the wild card is that the team that is of the better statue plays the opposite lower statue. And that goes all the way to the Super Bowl. They give the best the chance to play the lowest, the better the chance to play the lower one, and so on and so forth. Now, the way you get a number beside you is one of two things. Now, you can either win your division, which means you won the most games in your particular division, which will give you a home field the first week, or you can enter through the wild card. Now, but you still get a number. That's how you get your number. Because just like playing a game of poker, let's put it to you like this here. If you win your division, you will be placed higher than a team that's just in there because they made the wild card or clinched the playoffs, as they say. Now, here's the lineup. Now, you got two teams that don't play this week because they're the best in the business. Now, it's, now it has nothing to do with other teams playing other teams. It's all got to do with the NFC teams playing NFC teams and AFC teams playing AFC teams. Now, let's break it down. In the AFC, the number one team in the AFC that don't have to play this week because they're that good and they was called the number one seed is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay? So they sitting back chilling, watching everybody else. In the NFC, the team that's the shit and ain't got to play nobody else, back there chilling this week, they ain't got to play, are the San Francisco 49ers. Now, let's go through the one through seven thing I was talking about. One, Well, we already said the ones. Let's go two through seven, starting with the AFC. Number two team is going to play number seven. Like I said, the highest play the lowest. The number two team in AFC is the Buffalo Bills. They play number seven, which was the lowest, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. That means the Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh was the last ones to get in. That's why they play in the number two seed. Now you go down like simple math. What comes after two? Number three. The two the, the number three team was the Kansas City Chiefs. So what comes after seven is six. Who's the number six team coming up from the other end? is the Miami Dolphins. So the Kansas City Chiefs will play the Miami Dolphins. Now we go down to number four team was the Houston Texans, and they played a five team. Four would always play five. Why? That's only two damn numbers left. All right? Now, so the four plays the five, which is the Houston Texans playing the Cleveland Browns. Now, let's go over to the NFC. NFC, like I said, the 49ers is leading that joker. Now let's go to number two 
is the Dallas Cowboys, and they'll play number seven. Who was the last one to make it in as number seven? The Green Bay Packers. They'll play the Green Bay Packers. Now, we'll go down to number three team, which was the Detroit Lions. So let's come up to number six. So three plays six, which is the Los Angeles Rams. Now, what I say before, four always plays five. Why? Because there's only two numbers left. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, here's a case where the one team is five and the other one's six. The Eagles won a lot more games in Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay won their division. So therefore, that means they got a higher program. So that means the Eagles got to go to Tampa Bay. Even though the Eagles had a good record, but Tampa Bay won their division. So if you win your division, it means your number is higher than somebody that just won more games than you because they didn't win their division. Who won the division the Eagles are in? The Dallas Cowboys won that. That's why the, the Dallas is number two and the Eagles are number five. But Tampa Bay is number four, who won a lot less games than the Eagles, but they won their division. And Tampa Bay is not in the Eagles division, so that's why they get opportunity to play them. So after all this gets sorted out, come next week, Whoever wins, because now everybody's in, everybody got an opportunity. But you still hold on to your same seed number. So whoever gets knocked out now, that means that seed replaces that seed. But you still that seed that you are. If you win, you maintain your number. If you don't, you lose your number. For example, if Buffalo wins, I mean, let's say Pittsburgh is number seven, and they're playing Buffalo. Now, they're the lowest one in the AFC, but they beat Buffalo. Now, now, here we go now. Pittsburgh is still number seven. Right. So somebody else, whoever wins with these other ones, they'll still fall behind them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But but now here's the deal, too. The lower team, so if Pittsburgh beats Buffalo, being their number seven, they have to play the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, no. Because the lowest always plays the highest. Okay? And in the NFC, number seven is Green Bay. If Green Bay beats Dallas, they got to play the 49ers. The well, lowest always right plays out. the highest. I know it sounds weird, but it's simple math. The lowest plays the highest. Whoever gets knocked out, they stay where they are. You still look at your numbers. So look when you look on some kind of playoff stuff, always look and see what numbers beside that person is called a seed. Okay. The seed is... Seven, seven games, all together is 14 teams. Let me see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, right. So you got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 teams playing Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But uh, the other two are waiting to see. That's how you get your other two teams, the, outcome, the number one team. Okay. Now, here's one more thing I want to comment on, which is a bunch of bullshit, all right? <laughs> Let's talk about the bullshit behind the playoffs. Two things. Now. The game tomorrow night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins, they said that that game is exclusively on Peacock, which is a bunch of bullshit. Why are you putting the game on Peacock? Why not a national channel? It's playoffs. Hell, we paid money all year to watch this stuff. We brought your funky-ass T-shirts. We brought your mugs. We bet on all the stuff you told us to bet on. You know, we brought your Miller Lite and all the rest of the bullshit beer you told us to buy, all that. And you're going to put the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins on Peacock. Now, I can understand during the regular season you put a Thursday day, Thursday game on Amazon all that jazz, but it's the playoffs. And this could be poor folks that ain't got cable. They may have rabbit ears. If you're old enough, old as me, you know what rabbit ears mean. All right? 
They put it in rabbit ears to see the TV, whatever. Put a little bullshit cable in, whatever. Put a satellite turn to the to the east on the whatever. So it's not going to be on regular. It's not going to be on red TV. It'll be on Peacock, which is a subsidiary of NBC. Now here's another thing. Monday night, whoever heard of a playoff game being played on a Monday night? ESPN, they trying to stick they Johnson in the mix to make some money. So Monday is when the Eagles play Tampa Bay. On Monday night. What, whoever heard of a Monday night game during the playoffs? That shit's supposed to be over last week. Saturday, Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. But everybody nowadays trying to get paid, trying to get something. Wow. That's why your boy from Amazon, what's his name? Uh, Bezos. Bezos. He took over Thursday night. He got Thursday night games on that channel on on uh, Prime. On Prime. Everybody wants a piece of this rock. It's a damn shame. But, uh, like I said, that's, that's a scenario. But despite the Eagles on ESPN and the Kansas City Chiefs on Peacock, this weekend is going to be some good-ass football. And learn about this because too many people go to Super Bowl parties and don't know what the hell is going on with the season. Or don't know what the hell is going on with football, but they'll walk around the Super Bowl party like they know every goddamn thing. So we going to the Super Bowl party. If you're going to go to the Super Bowl party, this is the first week that you can sit back and learn how the Super Bowl is created. So sit your ass down and do your homework so you won't walk in the Super Bowl just looking for drinks and goddamn food and don't know jack about who's on TV. Learn it. All right, now. And you can watch Usher at halftime. Yeah, Usher at halftime. There you go. <laughs> All right. Woo. There you go. Woo. And that's where they're going to tune in. Okay. Right. Hope you okay. got the lesson. Didn't mean to bore you if you didn't get it, but hope you got the lesson. Now, that's a good breakdown because I didn't understand how do they figure it, all of that out. I know that there's different games that lead up to the, the final thing, but I didn't understand that the low plays the high. It all depends on who wins the division, who got the better record, and who wins the division. That's called a playoff berth. But oh. if you win the division, you means you you got the home field to yourself. You don't get no time off. The only ones who get time off is the number one seed, which is the Ravens and the 49ers. Who my prediction is those are the two going to the Super Bowl this year, Ravens and the 49ers. Oh, you have a prediction? Okay. Oh hell yeah! All right, Cattle, do you have a prediction for the Super Bowl? Uh. The Ravens will probably be in it. I'm not sure about the 49ers. I go with Miami. Okay. Yeah, you never know. I don't. I don't have a prediction. Any given Sunday. I'll just be there to watch <laughs> Usher. So I don't know. Yeah. See, here's. I'd like to see the Steelers make it, but I don't think they will. So. Not. Not. Steelers going. And I'm an Eagles. I'm an Eagles fan, but the Steelers going to be on the couch eating popcorn with the Eagles. Well, that's all right. I just said I'd like to see them make it. But anyway, the anyway, we're going to take a. Excuse me. We're going to take a quick break. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's my line. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to come back with the weird news. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the original Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. Every Friday night at 9 p.m., you can talk with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle, about our in-focus topics of the week, lighten it up with our weird news, our off-chain commentaries, also our unusual kiss-it list, and more. You can even call in with your own topic. 
We don't care. We just want to talk. Remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Join us every Friday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And bring your favorite cocktail, because that's what we do. Cheers. Welcome back with John Fray, one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. Red wine. Hey, bonsoir, darling. All right, we're gearing up for the weird news segment. And I've got the first weird situation. So I'm going to give you what I got. I got weird news. Strays land in the doghouse after damaging a dealer's car. This one comes out of Houston, Texas. We have a pair of stray dogs have landed in the doghouse after being caught on video causing more than a quarter million dollars worth of damage at a Houston car dealership. One of the dogs, described as a bull terrier mix, was captured early in December, and the second one, whose breed they couldn't even figure out what it was after watching the video, was caught around the end of December according to KTRK-TV. Both of the dogs are being held by the Houston Animal Control Shelter, also known as BARC, Bark. Uh, These dogs were captured on surveillance video, scratching the paint and tearing the bumpers off of vehicles in the lot at G Motors, according to the dealership's finance manager, Imran Hawk. They caused an estimated $350,000 worth of damage. Hawk and the sales manager, Gabby Fakhari, contacted Mark when the attack started back in November. They believe that the dogs came into the lot crawling under the fence and that they were chasing stray cats that were hiding under the car. Uh, They said, we've never seen anything quite like this. Dogs attacking cars and causing damage. The first dog to be captured, they named Dasher, has been deemed as healthy, shows no sign of aggression, and is available for adoption if you're in the Houston area, according to a Bark spokesperson. The other dog is still being evaluated, the one they didn't know what breed he was. He's what my mother used to call, he's a Sooner. Um, the Italian, an Italian village made headlines last month after police determined that a dog with a gum disease was responsible for slashing the tires of several parked cars over a matter of months. Apparently, the gum disease caused the dog to want to chew on something to soothe his gums, so he started chewing on tires, destroying tires, so... There you go. So, yeah, they caught the two dogs. But, yeah, they think they were chasing stray cats. But I don't know why that caused them to scratch the paint off the cars and rip off the bumpers like that. I don't know. But that's what's going on down in Houston. That's my weirdness. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Go figure. They said $350,000 worth of damage. Woo, they were tearing up. A lot of chewing. 
But you know what, Carol? George Clinton said it best. Why must Uh-oh. I be like that? Why must I <laughs> chase the cat? Chase the cat. Okay. Nothing but the dog oh. in me. Okay. <laughs> That's what it was. That's oh, what it was. From, 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 right. from Texas to uh, England. We're going to go out here to England. A man who claims to be selling Queen Elizabeth's the second walking stick is sentenced for fraud. Is wrong for people. <laughs> liar, 26 liar. 26-year-old man who tried to sell what he claimed was a walking stick used by the late Queen Elizabeth II has been sentenced for defrauding eBay buyers. His name is a pretty boy kissing list. Drew Marshall. Put him on a kissing list. Okay, got him. Um from Hampshire in southern England claimed he was a senior footman at the Windsor Castle and that the proceeds from the sale of the Ansler walking stick would go to cancer research. The auction had reached 540 pounds, which is about $686, before he canceled the listings after learning police had launched an investigation, (laughs) prosecutor said. (laughs) He was found guilty of fraud by false representation at Southampton Magistrate Court and sentenced on Monday to a 12-month community order. Get your ass out of here. Wow. He, uh, he goes on to say, Drew Marshall used the death of Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, to try and hoodwink the public with a fake charity auction, fueled by greed and a desire for attention. Uh, this is what the magistrate said. Marshall's scheme was ultimately foiled before he could successfully con any unexpected victims. So, Drew Marshall, you are on the kitchen list. <laughs> Ooh, I got him. Crazy. Drew Marshall. Fraudulently <laughs> oh, trying man. to sell the queen's walking stick. Uh, um, I claim he worked there. Please, go today. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like you ever worked in, in Buckingham Palace or anywhere near? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go sit Well, you know, <laughs> people always got a scam going. I know. All right. They do. Uh, All right. Uh, over to you, Papa Diddy. Me? Yes, it's your turn. What's no, your me. Come on now. What's your weirdness? What you got? Um, I got a man that, uh, you know the place called, uh, Brass shop, uh, brass pro shop. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know, cause they weren't built for us. I've seen it. I've never been in. I know you haven't. But I, I've seen it at outlet. You and you and uh, about seventy-two percent of the black population <laughs> never been to one of them monkeys. I don't but yeah, shop they're, there. They're big, humongous stores, and they sell everything that we don't do. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. You, <laughs> They sell it all from you the know, hiking and the biking and the canoeing and the canoeing and the, canoeing and the all eating, that stuff. You name it. Not even common stuff like that. Some stuff you wouldn't even think about. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, this was in Alabama, and it's got all kind of stuff in there. It's like a amusement park, really. It's crazy, mm-hmm. big as hell. This Alabama, this Alabama man, he shocked shoppers with an X-rated plunge. Uh-oh. X-rated because he went in the store. I don't know if he's on drugs or not, but being he was a white man, ain't no telling what the hell he was on. He got butt ass naked. This was in Leeds, Alabama, which is about the 
I don't know, little ways from right right outside of Birmingham, as they said, okay? This man crashed his car outside the damn pro shop in Alabama, stripped down to his birthday suit. Now, imagine this, okay? He had a mall, and like I said, uh, Bass Pro Shop got a big old picture of a a bass on the side of the wall, big-ass thing of a fish, you know. Looks like that thing on the wall that, you know, the fish turns here and starts singing. When he get done singing, he goes back on the wall. Looks like one of them things on the wall. And it's bass, being bass-type fish, okay. pro shop. Anyway, he gets he crashes his car outside at the mall, goes inside the brass uh, pro shop, gets butt-naked, right? And he plunges into this giant aquarium they got. Because they sell fish and all that stuff. They sell big-ass fish in there, too. He jumps into the aquarium, you know. What? Yeah, dick and balls, the whole nine. Just jumps into the aquarium. Ooh, so the ordeal happened Thursday night in front of the Bashock Shoppers in a town, like I said, right outside of Birmingham, Alabama, which is in Lees, Alabama. This is what my, the my, chief, my. Uh, police chief Paul Irvin said. The 42-year-old man did a cannonball. You know when somebody yelled, cannonball! Yeah. As he jumped into the aquarium... And then stood under the waterfall. They got a waterfall in there, too. Stood under the waterfall, butt-ass naked. Okay? Then he left and yelled out to the two officers. Then he dove back into the aquarium. Oh I guess God. he wanted to get the officer's attention or whatever. Now, this man is butt-naked the whole time. They said the man eventually climbed out of the side of the aquarium and fell on the concrete floor. <laughs> that's when they apprehended him. Now, this man what is in the soaking. World? Now, this man is soaking wet. Mm. Balls and Johnson everywhere. Falls on a concrete floor. Now, who's the first cop going to go and put handcuffs on his ass? Ain't going to be me. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're going to draw straws for that shit. Anyway, so my, he's my, facing my. all kind of public lewdness and disorderly conduct and criminal mischief. So uh, they said he was in the water for like 10 minutes. What? Butt-ass naked. How did they even allow that? They didn't allow that he crashed his car. I mean, but went when there he started taking it. off his clothes, didn't, like, a salesperson once or an it, employee? Once he was naked, everybody. Noticed, like, why is this man taking his clothes Let me tell you something. Off? We live in a world nowadays when somebody get naked, you know what people do? They pull out their cell phone. Oh, okay. They don't give a shit about it. They ain't stopping nobody from doing nothing. They got some footage Hell they can yeah. show their family and friends. There's that. Okay. Yeah, but that's, yeah, you that's, got me my, on that one. that's my weird news. Okay. And this is a true story. I didn't make this up. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's why it's the weird news. Leeds, Alabama. Leeds, Alabama. People tripping down south, I'm just saying. Okay, y'all. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with I'm Just Saying on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Kettle. Join me on the Pajama Party every Friday night to get an update on your favorite cocktail. We have over 50 cocktails on our site with photos and easy-to-follow instructions on how to make your favorite cocktail. We have a whole library of cocktails that you can try for your birthday party, anniversary, or just a relaxed evening. Visit us at com or call us at 914-803-4306 on Friday night. Cheers.
All right, welcome back to John Party. One, your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well. All right, uh, coming up, uh, we have uh, red wine with her segment called, uh, I'm just saying. Merci beaucoup. And I'm going back to the topic we were talking about earlier of Secretary of Defense. Lloyd Austin. Mm, my man. Because my topic is all up in his business. Now, when Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin hid his medical situation from everybody, including the White House, most of us average citizens really didn't care. You know, he didn't tell the president until he was good and ready. And he didn't tell his next of command until, you know, of course, he had to. It was after the fact, of course. But, you know, once he had to, from what I understand, he didn't say anything when he had his in and out procedure. You know, like when you go into have a medical procedure, which is what he did for his prostate situation, it was an in and out thing. You're in there for a couple hours and then you're out. So I'm sure he must have been thinking, this is an in-and-out procedure. I don't really need to ring the bell and sound the alarm because it's no big deal. So he did that, and then he came on back out. But then he had some kind of complication, and he had to go back to the hospital, and they ended up admitting him. So I'm just saying, why is everybody, and I mean everybody, all up in his business? I get it that he has a responsibility to inform his superiors, as we said earlier, if he had to step away from his duty. However, I don't think he had a responsibility to tell a whole daggone world about what the specific medical issue was. Mm -hmm. Why can't you just say, I'm dealing with a medical issue, and that's it? But reporters and curious people just wanted to get all the details. But unfortunately for him, the the media was not going to rest until they got exactly what was he hospitalized for and for how long and what was the complication and all of that. And it turns out, okay, it was a prostate procedure that did not originally require hospitalization. So I'm guessing that that's why he didn't want to tell anybody about it. He was having a man issue and he didn't want to really talk about it or publicize it. And then afterwards, something else happened causing him to have to go back to the hospital in an emergency situation. And again, he didn't say anything about it. I think that he and anybody else should have the choice of keeping their personal business personal. I'm just saying why is everybody all up in his business? Now, once the story got out in the open, you had Republicans, and it turns out there was retired pilots and at least one Democrat calling for his resignation. And I'm trying to understand over this, why? My question is, would they be calling for his resignation if he were not a black man? Or are we supposed to believe this is just a Democratic thing? 
I guess you can't say it was a Democratic thing if at least one Democrat was calling for his resignation. So there's that. It just seems to me like this was an attempt for at least the Republicans trying to cause problems where no problem really exists. And if President Biden had a problem with what was what, well, he would have said so. Because Biden issued a statement saying he had full confidence in Secretary Austin. So why wasn't that enough? But these people were still acting like a hound dog sniffing out, you know, when you take a hound dog hunting and you trying to get the hound dog to find whatever you shot. That's how the media was acting. They're still trying to sniff it out, hunt it down. And I'm saying, like, why? Why are the haters trying to get this man to resign over medical stuff that he just didn't say when he should have? Okay, he admitted that. He already said, yes, I could do better. I could have done better. I admit that. Can we just move the heck on? Why are people trying to make this man fall on a sword over a medical situation? Mm. How many other Congress people have had medical situations that we know nothing about? Mm, How many of them have had prostate stuff, mm. female stuff, whatever going mm. on, gallstones, whatever? But we don't know about that. TMZ is not hunting you down because they don't care. So why are y'all tripping? Secretary Austin, like I said, admits he needs to do better, and he will. But this is just a wild situation for, to be calling for him to resign. And this is as crazy as these same folk calling for Biden to be impeached over what his son did. They're trying to link Biden to saying, well, your son did stuff, and you knew about it, so you should be impeached. I'm like, y'all need to just relax. All these people tripping, looking for something. Y'all still pissed off over what your boy Trump did, and now you're trying to throw this mess on Biden. But getting back to my point about uh, Secretary Austin, you got a bunch of busybodies who want to take away the choice of keeping your personal business as your personal business. I'm just saying, why don't y'all mind your business. How many of you people got alcoholics that are in secret, drug addicts that are secret, kids having abortions in secret, Hmm. kids cutting class, doing drugs in secret? Why don't you go mind that and stop worrying about what Secretary Austin didn't say and trying to make a big deal out of it saying he needs to retire? This is Red Wild, and I'm just saying, get out of Secretary Lloyd Austin's business. Let the man do his job. <sighs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> that was good when they so concerned about the wrong thing. So. Yes. I'm saying, yep. these people I'm got done. enough issues in their own home. Why don't you focus mm-hmm. on that? And stop trying to say he needs to resign. Handle your own life, your own health, and your own business. But anyway, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Hallelujah. Moving on. (laughs) Living for the city. 
Papa Didi, what's going on in the city? What you got for us? There's a lot going on. Well, right. you know, so just, just what you said, let me add something to that. All right, come on. It had to be about six years ago. I talked about it before on the show when the black team from Chicago finally won the championship, domestic championship in Little League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Little League Baseball, the black team from Chicago, they got beat by the Asian Jokers, who everybody loses to the fucking Asians. <laughs> but the Little League Baseball black team from Chicago, they won the national championship for the United States. Now, about a month later, they had to get their trophy back because the, the the people that came in second place, they investigated every kid on that team, and they say they found out that some of them didn't actually live in the city of Chicago. They lived in some of them lived in the suburbs of Chicago, so they didn't qualify because they didn't live in the Chicago city limits, so to speak. So the question is, what racist white mofo took the time to check on all these kids to see where they lived? Ain't nobody check on you white folks to see where the fuck y'all live, and y'all probably live all over the place. You damn sure don't live in the city. And if you would have won, nobody would have checked you. Those kids were crying like babies because they had to get their trophy back. This happened probably probably 10 years ago now. Time goes so fast. But that's all in reference to of what uh, Red Wine was saying about people living in secrets. But people are always willing to throw somebody else under the bus and expose, especially black people. Expose us, but we didn't, they gave back the trophy and all that. But I'm sure somebody talked the kids off the cliff and said, "Don't worry about it." You know, like we tell all our beautiful black children, "Hold your head up" and all that jazz. But you know, for somebody to take the time to investigate all them kids and get all everybody—it's almost like people calling you saying, "Hi, you want to sell your house? You want to sell your house?" You know, them calls you get four or five times a day. It's the same shit they did with these kids. You know, well. Who gave you the right to go all up into where these kids lived? People nowadays get upset about stuff, and they just go extreme. The way Trump was hooping and howling a day over that situation in New York, that trial he was in. The judge had to calm him down because he in there losing his mind like he needs to always act out. I've never seen a person as old as him always got to act out. I'm like, my brother. You ain't got but so many damn summers left. You're already in your late fucking 70s. You need to be cool. Because ain't nobody believing that bullshit hype. Because you've been a crook your whole damn life. And now you've been in so many different facets. You try to get in the NFL, they booted you out. You try to get in the XFL, they booted you out. You know, you done had raggedy hotels, all kind of stuff. You've had a bunch of immigrants working for you clean all them damn hotel rooms, then you're going to claim, I ain't never had nobody, I never had immigrants working for me. That was bullshit. How are you going to own about 25 hotels and don't have one immigrant clean the fucking room? That's impossible shit. Anyway, now let's go on to something else. Let's talk about the female, I don't know her name, forgive me, but uh, they was trying to hold some congressional hearings this week for Joe Biden's son, what's his name? Uh, Hunter. Hunter Biden. And he showed up. They were trying to get him for, you know, content and all that, where, you know, hold him in content. He would have to go to jail for a couple of days or whatever. But he showed up. Freaked everybody out. 
Now they got Marjorie Taylor Greene and all them other persons on the panel. Now how the hell is Marjorie Taylor Greene on anybody's panel with her crazy ass? That's just fucking crazy. Talking about the fucking pot calling the kettle black. I'm like, damn. What'd they say about that when it comes to the, the fox watching the fucking chickens? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we got six chickens in there that need babysitting. Yeah, call that big old red fox over. Yeah. He'll babysit them. So she's sitting there, and then this one young lady, the one that was in the, in that the movie theater back in her hometown. Lauren Bobert. Yeah, she was jacking her man's pud in the movie house. <laughs> she told Hunter Biden, you got the nerve to come in this here court and act like you just coming here. She said, you are the epitome of white privilege. Really? I said to myself, how does a white motherfucker tell another white motherfucker that they're the epitome of white privilege? Like like Hunter Biden got, you have all the white privilege. Well, bitch, you got about 20 pounds of that shit to goddamn self. Mm. How does a white person tell another white person that they have white privilege? <laughs> that blew my mind when she said that shit. I'm like... You gotta be kidding me! I cannot believe that she did not think before she said that. I mean, that's just like two black folks saying, "Nigga, nigga, nigga, nigga." It don't accomplish nothing if you both calling each other the N word. How can a white person say another person got white privilege? We tell y'all that y'all have white privilege. Y'all don't tell each other you got white privilege. Fuck is wrong with you? Damn. Anyway, let's move on. Here's another thing. Nick Saban. Let's talk about rich-ass Nick Saban. He was a coach in Alabama. Him and that other Looney Tune fucking Bill Belichick, who was a coach of the New England Patriots. Both of them been with both these teams for 100 years. Both of them crazy as fuck, racist as hell, didn't give a fuck about nobody but they suck. They both happened to quit at the same time. They had it measured because they're very good friends. So Nick Saban just went on a loss because his ass got embarrassed this year because he lost in the damn uh, semifinals to go to the the championship. He lost to um, Michigan, okay? And Michigan had, uh, you know, Jim Harborough on it. We'll get to that. But anyway. This is college? College, yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. Nick Saban lost to Michigan. So he was embarrassed that he didn't get in a championship game, and he knew his shit was starting to go downhill. Just like Bill Belichick this year, he got embarrassed as shit. Ever since Tom Brady left, he ain't been able to do jack shit. Okay? So both good friends. Now, Nick Saban, for example, the coach of Alabama, he retired, but Kraft, you know, the Kraft that owns all your, your uh, what do you call the shit in your cabinet, your... Uh, your ketchup, your barbecue sauce, your fucking... Uh, Condiments. Your condom- yeah, all of that. <laughs> yeah. Mac and cheese. In, in my case, your... Uh, yeah, mac and cheese. In my case, your uh, ranch dressing. You know. Yep. Anything you buy at the store, that. he got craft on it. He used to own Nabisco also, but he got rid of Nabisco. Okay? He had Nabisco, too. Anyway, anything... Now, Kraft got rid of Bill Belichick. He said, fuck this, man. We can't win with your old ass no more. And nobody liked Belichick. That's why when it snowed last week, he had all this snow on his coat and collar, and nobody wiped it off because nobody goes near his scary ass. 
I said, how the fuck do he got nine pounds of snow all in his hood, all in his coat? And nobody said, Bill, let me shake the snow off. Because nobody goes near his crazy ass. So they let him look like an abominable fucking snowman on the sideline. It was a shame that his last game, he looked at horrible in a fucking snowstorm. So anyway, his best friend, uh, Nick Saban, who coached Alabama, won a bunch of titles and everything. He retired. Now, let's get on Nick Saban, for example. Nick Saban said he never liked the NIL. NIL means, uh, what is it, likeness and uh, something. Now, college players can get paid for who they are. Like, if you're popular, you can do anything you want now, posters and all kind of shit. It's called, uh, what do you call it, likeness and something else. Anyway, he said he's not for it. Image and likeness. likeness, Right, image and likeness. He said, you know, like, I like college players don't need to make money, blah, 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 blah. Now, Nick Saban was making about $13 million a fucking year, and he'd been there for the last 10 years. Now, this man has a house in Jupiter, Florida, on the beach, a $17 million house. 17 million. Pull it up on the computer. Nick Saban's house. Type in Nick Saban's house. You'll see a 17.9 million dollar house in Jupiter, Florida on the beach. All right? Now, here's a man that don't want college players to make no money. Ain't that a bitch? They winning games for you, making you helping you win national titles, busting their ass for your racist white ass. But you don't want them to make no money. But your house costs 17 fucking million for the last time. I ain't going to say it no more. Now, here's the deal. The championship game came up. It was Michigan and Washington. Washington football out of Seattle. Both them teams were 14-0. and Great coaches. Jim Harbaugh was the coach for... Michigan, and the other coach's name was, uh, where is it at? Da, 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 da. His name was uh, Kalen DeBoe, something like that. Kalen DeBoe. Now, Michigan ended up whooping their ass that night, but they were both in the finals. It's like it was a college Super Bowl. Now, Kalen DeBoe, his team lost. They were all sad and crying and shit. Now, they were 14-0. and so they could have came back next year and, and did something, you know, and probably win. But what did Nick DeBoe do today? He took the job that Nick Saban left at Alabama. They reported today that he left Washington. They just won the fucking championship. They just lost the championship on Monday. He just left and went to Alabama. He was like, fuck Washington. Now, I'm saying all that to say that, when my man Deion Sanders left Jackson State and went to Colorado, they rolled him over the coals. Oh, you left that HBCU college to go somewhere. What about the kids at Jackson? What about, what about, what about? But Jackson, they were winning a little bit, but they wasn't winning a lot. And, you know, Deion wanted to, you know, better his career, so he went on to, uh, you know, to Colorado. But this white motherfucker here, he was just in a championship game. This team was 14-0. and 0. He left that team like a fucking hot potato, quiet as hell, and went to Alabama out of nowhere. What are the kids thinking over there? They just was in a championship game on Monday. And the coach left like it wasn't shit. But you ain't see that on the news, did you? Because that was some secret squirrel shit. 
You'll hear about it tomorrow and Sunday when the smoke clears. But what do the kids from Washington got to say that their coach that was undefeated, he's a damn good coach, undefeated with Washington, he left, just left. Why? Because Saban's his boy, and Saban got a $17 million house, and he wants to walk in Saban's shoes and get him a $17 million house. And let's go back to the beginning on what the girls say in Washington. The epitome of fucking white privilege. There it is. Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Cole and DeBeau, that's white privilege right there. Okay. See, one thing about black folks, when we use the term white privilege, we don't really realize how privileged that shit is. Okay? Uh-huh. We talking basic. We talking basic shit we see when they get a job or they get opportunities and all that. You need to see the real shit where they got so much money, they got to hide it like my man did in that movie, uh, what, what was that, American Gangster? No, uh, the other one with Denzel, where he hid the money underneath the dog's joint. He lifts up the doghouse and put the money underneath the doghouse outside and had the money underneath. They, they got so much money, they got to hide the shit. And, and, and I'm making jokes, but I'm being very serious. There's a lot of white motherfuckers in the sports world, especially the college world, they got a pound of money. I mean a pound of money, and it's, it's, it's sad. And there's a bunch of black kids out there busting their ass and don't even get to the NFL. So just dwell on that for a minute. I'm going to leave it there. Crazy. Okay, then. All right. Well, thank Open you. the mic. Yes, indeed. Yep, just like a show I'm telling my age, but it's just like a show called Lawrence Welk. You remember Lawrence Welk back in the day? <laughs> With the bubble? Follow the bouncing fucking bubbles. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't born there. You, wasn't, you don't yeah, know Lawrence right. Welk? Damn, like, damn, I got okay. a young crowd. That was in denial. All right. That's okay. I got a young crowd here. Every time Lawrence Welk sang a song, he put the words at the bottom of the screen, and little bubbles would tap the fucking words. It was some crazy shit. Kettle's in denial. But Kettle, she's young. Kettle's only 29. She's 29 and older. She wouldn't know about that. Okay. Yeah, All right. We're going to let her tell it. No more Lawrence Welk. We won't talk about Lawrence Welk. Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle. And a Hollywood wrap-up. I know she got the juice because there's too much going on in the Hollywood community and news and all of that good stuff. We had the uh, Golden Globes happen and just all kind of stuff. So we're going to come right back with Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up on the Pajama Party Show. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show 
while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back with John Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Ay, 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 ay. Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> <laughs> what <Ooh>. is that? <laughs> I'm just excited. Uh, it's time for the Hollywood back okay. up. All right, okay. Papa Didi. Come on with the intro. Let's go. Let's go. Me, me, me. Oh, Are you boy. ready? He's warming up. Okay, yes. come on. Ready, <laughs> oh, hey, fire. Hollywood, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, Hollywood. Take it away. Hello, hello. All right, got a lot to report. Um, finally, 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 after 40 years as an actress mm. in two Oscar nominations, Angela Bassett has received an honorary I'm for that in quotations, Honorary Academy Award. She was honored on the Tuesday night at the 14th Annual Governor's Awards and Gathering of the Board of Governors of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Science, which gives Yay. out Oscars. Now, they had to give her a special award because it was long overdue. She should have gotten the award uh, Oscar a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, she said, okay. And I yeah. do love that uh, Regina King, she came out and gave her the award. Haven't seen Regina King in a long time, but it was good to see her, though. Um, but you have to see the um, on YouTube, whatever you can find it, you need to find uh, her acceptance speech. Um, it was awesome. It was about a good 10 to 15 minutes, but it was, it's, it's worth listening to. So uh, that was on one point. I really enjoyed that. Um Talking about Regina King, um, Regina King will transform into Shirley Chisholm in the Ooh. new Netflix uh, uh, movie. Yes, I'm quite sure she's going to probably direct it and produce it. Um, her portrayal of Shirley Chisholm in the Netflix movie Shirley has been highly anticipated. And on, I can't uh, wait to see that. Yep, yep. And uh, the trailer is out, so you guys can check it out. Netflix uh, debuted the trailer, so check it out. Um, I'm quite sure, like I said, she's going to probably be the director, acting. I'm quite sure she's executive producer on this. I mean, I mean, it's uncanny. I mean, just the way she looks. I mean, it looks just like it. Um, they also have Lance uh, Reddick, Lucas Hedges, um, I'm heavy hitters, Terrence Howard. Oh, okay. Um, Brad James, uh, Andre Holland. Okay. They have some Wait, heavy hitters. Did you say in Lance Reddick? So. Lance Reddick is in yes. there? Yes. Oh, because he passed away last year. Lance Reddick? Oh, uh, it does say the late Lance Reddick. Yes, yes. So apparently yeah. they must have, wow, they must have filmed this about a year ago then. Had to be. Oh. You said he just passed. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Hmm. That's that's going to be interesting. That's going to be good. It's going to be worse oh. than this. Uh, he, he was a hell of a actor. Yeah. Sure was. Kudos for that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know if you guys are fans of the Jay Hood uh, show, um, but uh, Warner Brothers Television, um, their C, um, CEO of the Warner Brothers, uh, Channing Dougie, he announced that um, uh, she's coming back for a third season. Um, he goes oh, on to say Jennifer, Jennifer is, a, is a rare hey. talent, both in front and behind the camera. Her enthusiasm and endearing demeanor radiate from the stage and onto television screens everywhere. Um, in her second season, she averaged 4.4 million um, people watching. Wow. And uh, she was nominated uh, for several awards, and she won the 2023 NAACP Image Awards as the best um, outstanding talk show host. So uh, kudos to Jennifer Hudson. So she's doing something right. I, I enjoy it. I think it's a pretty good uh, talk show. She has ordinary people on there. She has, you know, celebrities on there. And, you know, it's just an all-around good show. So. Um, also, um, <laughs> the Friends original script is being auctioned off. 219 bidders attempted to purchase the Friend script, the first one, um, auctioned off over, over $30,000. Really? What are you going to do with that? You're going to put it in the frame and just, just sit it there? I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. It says two of original scripts from a season four episode of Friends sold in auction for shockingly high amount. Um. Wow, that's crazy. So over thirty thousand dollars, and they had two hundred nineteen people bidding for it. Okay, See, white people don't have nothing else to do. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of auctions, Nicole Kidman's suit from her AMC ad is being auctioned, and it's being auctioned between five thousand and ten thousand dollars. Are you serious? I remember Did that. Did you say her too? She, no, her great pinstripe suit. Oh, oh suit. I think that's her too. I thought so too. No. Like, it's a Michael Kors gray pinstripe suit that she did a commercial for AMC. Pre-film advertisement is now being auctioned off for $5,000 to $10,000. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they don't no, have nothing you. else to auction off. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, thank you. you. I don't understand. Uh-oh. Um, Kiki Palmer. Hey, everybody give her a hand clap. Miss Lady, hey. Miss Lady. First woman in 15 years to win a game show hosting. She won um, her, her Emmy for that. Over the weekend, oh, Kiki Palmer added another Emmy Award to her collection after being beating uh, Jeopardy's host Ken Jennings um, and Family Feud Steve Harvey. She beat everybody out. She became the first woman to win the um, award since 2009. Yep, 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 yep. She is very good on that, um, Kiki Palmer. She's on point. Um, yeah, I like her on yeah, late night boy, he put her on. What's the guy's name? The late night host that he's on there with her uh, all the time. What's his name? Um, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy. Yes, he's a uh, producer on that. When did the Emmys air? Was that a taping or did it air? 
Was Sammy, that Emmy? Was, yeah, was it the taping or did it air? No, that was the taping. So it okay, had yeah. yet. It's but coming the up. The only awards has been out there is Golden Globes. It's uh, February yeah. 4th. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. But, really? You know, that far? So they're saying that I love you know, all, the they, all the awards that they show, they don't show all of them. Some of them are, have, mm-hmm. have done earlier or whatever, yes. Right, right, yeah. Um, I think Anthony Anderson is hosting that, right? Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Right, yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. Um, also, Vivica Fox. I haven't heard her name in a while. She's oh, what's she called? Yeah. Bosco. She's a new one called Bosco. Uh, Peacock has dropped the first trailer for his upcoming original film, Bosco. Uh, okay. Set to premiere February 2nd, the film is about the real-life story of Quinta Bosco Adams, who was sentenced for 35 years for attempting to possess marijuana and escape to attend his uh, child's first birthday. Wow. So he was in uh, uh, 2006, over 2 million Americans were incarcerated, but only one managed to escape the federal maximum security wing while under 24 hours of surveillance. He was Quinta Bosco Adams. He wanted to um, see his um, child's first birthday. So this was in uh, Missouri. He planned an ingenious oh, okay. escape with the help of a lonely Missouri woman that he meets by replying to a personal ad. Replying to a personal ad. So, um, yeah, it's called Bosco. B-O-S-C-O. So, check it oh, out. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And who else was in this? Uh, Justice. Okay, I'm trying to see who else was in here. I think Tyree. Tyree. Tyrese is in this as well. Oh, Tyrese. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, he's look, not that's crying he's in that too. Uh, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't say. He he must be the one that's been has been locked up, so I'll be crying as well. So, uh, okay. Uh 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 probably will wrap up short and sweet tonight. All righty. Thank you so much for that one. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, that takes us down to the kiss it list, Papa Didi. Can you explain what is the world famous, or I should say internationally famous, kiss it list? Kiss it list is all the people that showed their butt hiney over the last week or so, said some dumb shit, did some dumb shit, and just dumbass people. <clears throat> okay. Well, can I start it out with the Hines County uh, penal farm down in Jackson, Mississippi, where all of those uh, 215 bodies were buried. Yeah. We're going to start it with them. And Marjorie Taylor Greene for being on that uh, panel to interrogate Hunter Biden. She's the last person that should have been interrogating anybody. Yeah, you're right. With her crazy self. And the congresswoman who said that Hunter Biden was the epitome of white privilege. Yes. I'm like, God. Yes, definitely. How does a white person tell another white person that they're the epitome? What do you mean? You're low grade? You're what? You're middle? You're you're regular? He's he's supreme, and you're they have you're levels. Plus. Yeah. They must have levels that she's we don't plus. know about. She's plus, and he's supreme. Yeah. You're the epitome mm. of white privilege. Mm. Yeah, bitch, what are you? Oh, bitch, you wow. People of regular grade. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, also, that Alabama man that jumped into that uh, aquarium. The Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, the Bass Pro Shop. Put him on the kiss it list. Bass Pro Shop. No Negroes allowed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. To the, pe- the people that were prying into Secretary Lloyd Austin's medical business. Man, don't forget Michael Strahan. And Michael Strahan. Where was he? Come to find out his yeah. daughter's going through some traumatic stuff. That's where he was because that was earlier in the year. Yeah. So it was, now she's on the news reporting what her problem was. All those people. But six months ago, she probably was going through the whole surgery. And he just said, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. Some people leave if there's a medical situation. They go. They don't check in. Well, I'm leaving. I'm going yeah, to. more people you Because you know one thing I find out about the job market is that when you tell people you're going somewhere because of sick of, 50% of people in the office don't believe your ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Papa Didi's out sick. That's bullshit. He's faking that shit. Yeah. That motherfucker's coughing yesterday. He, 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 you know, nobody, people don't believe you call out sick. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> bullshit. Anyway. And, um. Who else you got? I, I have somebody else now. I just forgot. Oh, the Congress people that were calling for Secretary Lloyd Austin to resign. Whoever you are, you're on the kiss it list. Um, oh, also. Nick the, Saban. Nick Saban, okay. The That's coach a, of the Washington team. Ex, who were just well, he in was the, the ex coach of Alabama. Now he's the coach of Washington. No, no, you no, that's wrong. Did I get it wrong? You got it wrong. What is he? Nick he was Saban the, was the coach of Alabama. He retired. I said the ex-coach of Alabama. Yeah, you said now he's the coach of Washington. No, he's retired. He retired. Okay. The coach of Washington took the job in Alabama. Oh, okay. Nick Saban's gone. All right, sorry. Belichick is gone. I got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, I wanted to add... Uh, Dang, now I lost it again. Pulled up Eagles, put them. Sorry, motherfuckers. I ain't fuck with them no more. Oh. My new team was officially the Baltimore Ravens. I am done with the Eagles because Tampa Bay is gonna whoop their ass on Monday night, and that's a fact. So the Eagles on the kisser list. Goodbye, good riddance. Kiss my ass. I'd rather have a pigeon than a fucking eagle anyway. Okay. Also, okay. we have Drew Marshall. Drew Marshall is yeah. a fraudulent man that was selling, trying to sell the Queen's walking stick. Talking right. about this was the authentic Queen's walking, Queen Elizabeth II. Queen Elizabeth II's walking stick. Yeah, okay. He was full of crap, and he got busted. He would probably did better. He would probably done better saying it was Queen Latifah's. Yeah, probably so. But he was full of crap, and he got busted. So I think that's about it. I had somebody else, but I can't think of them now. Okay. Anybody else? Oh, I got uh, Anybody else who knows they deserve to be on the kissing list, put yourself on the kissing list because you know you need All to the drivers out there that drive like fucking maniacs, man. I'm yeah, all the bad drivers. I'm, true, Lord have mercy. I went through a light <laughs> today that was yellow. I went through a light today that was yellow. Damn it, turning red. I debated for a minute, but I said, you know, I'm too close to the intersection. Let me just go through. And by the time I went through, I saw it turning red when I was in the middle, middle of the intersection. I looked through my rear view mirror, and there was a motherfucker following me. I was like, wait a minute. If that shit was yellow turning red for me, that shit had to be cherry-ass red for you. 
And what if I would have stopped at the last minute? He would have been on my on my fucking shoulders. They don't care. Put it out to the bad drivers, too. Fuck all that. Okay, all the bad drivers. All right, we have something just for you. And here it is. Kiss my entire my ass Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the last word, and we're going to go to you first, Papa Didi. What is your last word? My last word is uh, be careful out there with the weather because the weather's ever changing. We're getting a lot of rain. We're blessed that we're not getting the snow that people are getting because it's snowing in Chicago and. those games this weekend, Kansas City going to be cold as hell. Buffalo and the Steelers game going to be cold as hell. And we're blessed that we're getting some rain. But next week, it's, I don't want to be a meteorologist, but next week it's supposed to drop down to the 30s. So break out your long underwear Uh-oh. and stuff like that. But um, watch yourself with the weather because it's going to get interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Well, my last word is learn how to mind your own business. Uh- and don't worry about other folks' mm. business, especially when it comes to medical things. Go check mm. on your own health. Don't worry so much about how somebody else's health is doing. Check your own health. Get your own exams. Get your tests. Get your blood work and urinalysis and all that stuff done. Stop worrying about what other folks are doing. Check your own self. That's my last word. What's your last word, guys? Mm. Yeah, I think y'all just said it all. <laughs> oh, just be safe out there, like Papa said, because the, the weather is so unpredictable. It's supposed to be a beautiful day tomorrow, plenty of sun, but there's going to be plenty of wind as well. So, uh, you got anything you need to bolt down, you know, bolt it down, bring the plants in, bring the pets in, and uh, just be safe out there. And uh, just be courteous and... Uh, you know, older folks, y'all get in early. But I'm telling you, it's crazy out there. So, just be safe. That's right. That's my last word. <laughs> all righty. So, I, w- I want to say one more thing, if I could, too. I like to say, first of all, um, you know, we we sing the rendition of it. You know, when his birthdays and stuff, the one that uh, Steve Wonder created, the happy birthday that he dedicated to uh, Martin Luther King. But I just like to say personally, happy birthday to Martin Luther King. I just want to say thank you for you being so due diligent in everybody's situation, paying attention to what we all was going through as black people. Martin Luther King was assassinated by a sharpshooter. 
1968, he was only 39 years old. And look at everything he achieved at 39 years old. So all you lazy motherfuckers that think that you're too young, you're in your 30s, so you still, as black folks like to say, chilling. You know, what's up, man? What you doing? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Martin Luther King wasn't chilling. And like I said, a sharpshooter shot the brother in the neck at the Lorraine Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. 39 years old. 39 years old. What were you doing at 39 years old? Probably chilling. This man wasn't chilling at all. And God bless you for the the boycott and uh, supporting everything that had to do with what was right for us. And we need to get our us's ass together because we are all over the fucking place. So happy birthday, Martin Luther King. All right. All right. That's a good one. And uh, off of what you just said, Papa Didi, happy King Day. Let's try to do something useful. You know, they always say it's not a day off, it's a day on. Yeah. So get out in the community and do something and thank beneficial. God, thank God for that holiday. Yeah. That's a big one. But get out and do something beneficial. That's Don't just lay one. in the house and watch TV, but yeah. get out there and do something. That's a big one. And, um, you know, like I said, mind your own health, mind your own business. Yeah. Stop sure. worrying about what everybody else is doing. Yeah, get your shit together. Get your own act together. Mm-hmm. And that's my last word. Over to you, Kettle. What's your last word? Yeah, talk about it. Uh, that was it. I was just saying just be safe out there in the weather and everything and just, um, you know, enjoy enjoy yourself, enjoy your time, but don't go out there driving drunk and stuff like that this weekend. So just be safe. Yeah. Have a good weekend. And like you said, do something constructive on Monday. That's what uh, Martin Luther King was about. He was about service uh, to the people and that's what we need to do uh, for, you know, everybody else. Not just ourselves, but other people. That's what I'm going Okay. Alrighty. Amen to that. Alright, Papa D. Say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Say goodnight, Kettle. Good night. And good night. And we'll do it again next Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. 6 p.m. Western, and you figure it out in between those two coasts. And check us out on apajamaparty.com. You can check out the cocktail of the week, the bios on all of us, and all the previous episodes. If you missed any, catch up and get with us and tell a friend. And uh, we'll do it again next Friday night. And that'll do it for us. Check out, check you out next week. Bye. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now.
El juego raspadito Lotería de la Lotería de Maryland está de regreso con todos sus símbolos favoritos justo a tiempo para el año nuevo. Haga coincidir cuatro símbolos en una línea en el tablero del raspadito Lotería y podrá ganar hasta 30 mil dólares al instante. ¿Qué símbolos serán los que te traerán suerte? La corona, la luna, la bota, la rana. Solicite raspaditos de lotería en la tienda donde compre juegos de la Lotería de Maryland. Por favor, juegue responsablemente. Debe ser mayor de 18 años para jugar. ¡Gané! ¡Lotería! ¡Lotería! Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.